When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The World in 10, the top stories around the world every day with correspondence from the Times of London. I'm Rebecca Myers. And I'm Alex Dibble. Today we'll be covering tourists in Venice, what name we should be using for India, and one of the most exciting album launches ever. How much would you pay simply to enter a city? And if you had to actually pay money just to go in, would you still go? Well, in Venice, you're going to have to pay five euros just to get in. Uh, The city has announced it is introducing that charge for day trippers on the 30 busiest days of the year. And the idea is to try and curb these mass crowds that are just kind of ruining the experience for everybody. Yes, and they're hoping those five euros will make you think twice about coming on the busiest days. Maybe think about going a different time. And... I wondered whether this would catch on, to be mm. honest. I mean, we, we're joined by Claire Irvin, Head of Travel for The Times and Sunday Times. Uh, her World in 10 debut, very exciting <laughs> moment. Um, but what do you make of this, Claire? Is it is it a good idea? Is it a terrible idea? Well, um, I mean, I think anything that... Um, I, the, the first step in rectifying a problem is to identify it, right? So I think anything that admits there is a problem with over-tourism in, you know, in, a, in a hot spot has got to be a good thing. It will make tourists think about how and when they visit. Um, it will remind everyone that, you know, it's not a renewable resource. Um, but, um, you know, will it stop tourism to Venice? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> and, I mean, recently on the podcast, we talked about a Swiss village that was looking at the things like protected status because they were dealing with so many day trippers. Yeah. Are there other places that have done something like this already other other schemes like this to to reduce the number of tourists well i mean there's lots of places who have either just said outright we don't want tourists anymore amsterdam and our very own cornwall uh, <laughs> as, uh for a start but um you know that from from putting things in place so for example bhutan um recently slashed its tourist tax but um had um charged visitors 200 us dollars a day to visit uh-huh. now that's just gone down to 100 which i think proves that uh, how it's been working or not um and 
you know, I think over-tourism is a problem. Dubrovnik has tried lots of different things. Uh, It's tried counting the number of visitors. It's even got this cute little how to be a great visitor video (laughs) that you can watch on YouTube. Um, I mean, Venice has tried other things. You know, it moved the cruise ships um, or it banned cruise ships from the harbour, effectively just moved them into the lagoon, thus creating a great trade in um, taxi boats. (laughs) So, um, you know, there's lots of different measures being put in place by different places. But ultimately, you know, how far do you want to bite the hand that feeds you? You know, tourists pay, you know, these places rely on tourism. So they've got to be very careful in terms of balancing that income. Um, I, I think what's really interesting as well is what Venice and other places are going to do with the proceeds from said tourist tax um, or, or entry fees. You know, I think if that's going towards conservation, then tourists will feel much happier about paying it and it definitely won't um, impact numbers across the year. But, um, you know, if it's going into lining pockets, you know, people may not feel quite so um, charitable. And Claire, if this if this works, if if the policy in Venice seems to go well, do you think other cities are going to copy it? I, I mean, I think if this is a success, other cities in the, in a similar situation would be foolish not to look at it. I think that there are worries that turnstiles, for example, could um, could make it feel very theme park like and very Disneyfied. Um, You know, I think uh, you look at Dubrovnik, we talked about Dubrovnik earlier and how that um, has been counting numbers, you know. So there there clearly are, Amsterdam's looking at uh, at measures to to limit um, numbers, Paris as well, for example. So I think, you know, any any situation that means that there is more control over a city, the numbers that go into it, um, there's more control over perhaps predicting tourist numbers as well as managing them, any city would be foolish to um, to ignore that. It is that time of the day when we head down to floor 11 and get a sneak preview of what's coming up on the foreign pages of the Times website. And Gemma Fox from the Foreign Desk can tell us, Gemma. So, good piece out of the US that you should look at. Trump is hitting back at growing calls to use the 14th Amendment to ban him from standing for president. The amendment crucially being about insurrection. And there'll be some great analysis coming from our US editor, David Charter, to go alongside that and whether Democrats and legal scholars that are really pushing this are misguided. And then we have another piece from Richard Spencer, our China correspondent, looking at how the country's struggling economy is really driving away members of its Belt and Road Initiative. This is on the eve of the 10 years since its launch by Xi Jinping, very much seen as a debt trap for developing countries. Very good, very impressive. (laughs) Well, that is something you might be hearing around and about today because there has been some pretty huge music news if you're a music fan at all. Um, The Rolling Stones have released a new studio album, Mm. their 24th studio album at a special event in East London. Hackney Diamonds is their first record of original songs in 18 years. It is. Uh, And the album launch is taking place at Hackney Empire, hosted by Jimmy Fallon of US presenter Late Night Show fame. Um, And eagle-eyed fans might have spotted a curious ad in the Hackney Gazette 
a local newspaper, which announced the album a few weeks ago under the guise of being specialists in glass repair. I loved this. I really, I really loved this. Said our friendly team promises you satisfaction when you say, "Give me shelter, we'll fix your shattered windows." So a little bit of lyric, lyrical bingo for you there. Um, and Mick Jagger took us back to 1964, actually, when the band released their first record, and said the launch today was a little bit different to that one. Keith and I were in uh, in a pub in Denmark Street, and. <laughs> We had the album, and there were two journalists, one from the enemy and one from the Melody Maker. We bought them a pint of beer. We said, here's our album. That's it. Have a listen. And then we went out. That was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The press conference, yeah. And there is already a review on the Times website of the new album from the Times's chief rock and pop critic, Will Hodgkinson, um, who says, I've been lucky enough to hear the whole thing, and although I'll be crushed to death by a giant tongue logo if I announce the song titles um, or the guest artists popping up throughout, I can say that it is unquestionably the best Stones album since 1978's Some Girls. That's quite a long time. Wow. Good music. Well, from rock and roll music to heavy metal hitting, I think I got away with that. Um, have a listen to this. This is Yelena Ostapenko, who was beaten by Coco Goff at the US Open yesterday. I didn't really feel like, physically very tired, but uh, I felt like I didn't really recover from that night because, as I said, I got back to the hotel around like 2 a.m., and even I, I tried to go to sleep at three in the morning, but I had all this adrenaline and it was impossible to feel asleep. And then when you go to sleep at five or six in the morning, uh, the whole day, or you need a few days just to recover. I think it's a little bit crazy. Yes, it was a match that only took 68 minutes. She was beaten six, love, six, two. And she said she hadn't recovered enough from her quarterfinal on Sunday night. As you heard there, she was speaking about this kind of gruelling schedule she's been put on um, and that she didn't feel she had enough recovery time. Mm. And she said, you know, tournament organisers gave her the false impression that she'd have more time between matches. Um, Instead of being at 7pm, this match was first on court at midday. And interestingly, Coco Goff actually agreed with Ostapenko and said she had a valid point. And there has been quite a lot of talk about the schedule on the women's tour before, so I think this is an issue we're going to see come up again. But Goff, who is only 19, let's remember, Mm. let's remind ourselves, um, has now become the first American teenager to make the US Open semis since Serena Williams. So that is amazing. It is Goff mania. Remember, if you are enjoying the journalism you hear on this podcast, do head to the Times website, take out a digital subscription, and that will give you access to all of the articles on the app online, uh, including, at the moment, the pandas, Rebecca. Um, <laughs> Chan Chan, um, in Ed- Edinburgh Zoo, the only giant female panda in the UK, and uh, she's going back. The zoo's preparing an emotional farewell. She's returning to China in December. Uh, but these are like mini celebrity pandas uh, in the UK. Anyway, um, that article and many more on the Times app. Thanks so much for joining us today. See you tomorrow. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. 
Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.